At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, great show for you today. Uh, we talk a little bit about what's really going on on the ground in Ukraine. It For the first time, I feel like we have the truth because it's hard to tell what's propaganda and what's not. Things don't seem to be going well for Russia, so what is their plan? That and so much more on today's podcast. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get your subscription to Blaze TV. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review this podcast as well as Stu Does America, both available on podcasts and on Blaze TV. And Glenn Beck's new book, The Great Reset, is actually in stores. Like, they got paper for it and everything. You can buy it now uh, and get the first chapter free at glensnewbook.com. hesitated on telling you uh what things are what, what's actually going on down on the ground in ukraine uh we didn't really talk about that last week because i'm not sure who to believe i think our press is so skewed and i know the russians so skewed so what is the truth well we have uh jason buttrill with us who uh has some sources on the ground in Ukraine, mainly because we've done so much work on Ukraine in the in the last couple of uh, in the last couple of years uh, that uh, we we know some people and uh, he's got also some other contacts as well. Tell me what's going on, Jason. Fairly catastrophic. Well, I won't say catastrophic. It was a very bad weekend uh, for the Russian military, and it's been a just a bad invasion period. Um, a lot of the reports that and you hit on it is uh, you can't trust a lot of the stuff you see from uh, both from sides. From both sides, both yeah, sides. good or bad. Um, but all evidence now is showing that Russia probably expected this to be a 72-hour time frame. Um, the initial troops that Russia sent in, they were paratroopers, which are basically glorified riot police. And that fits along, oh, and they were decimated. M- most of them were decimated on entering into the country. I don't have actual... Um, casualty counts on either side, right? Because they're so wild, you know, wild, wildly skewed on mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, probably look at what each side is saying, and then take a middle number, and that's probably what it was. Okay. But even that number is not good for Russia. But a lot of the equipment that's getting ca- uh, either destroyed or captured, they also have riot um, equipment like shields, batons, yeah. stuff like that. So Russia clearly thought this was hey three days maximum we'll go in the population will capitulate or turn to us and this will turn into more of a occupation without Mm -hmm. firing many shots Mm. very wrong multiple aircraft were shot down this weekend that just caps off you know over the past you know week and a half uh several aircraft helicopters fixed-wing aircraft have been shot down on the russian side um for the most part their operations are stalling on the ground because they don't have the logistical capability at the moment to take care of anything. They don't have fuel. They don't have food, um, water, things like that are very scarce on the ground, which shows that they were just completely unprepared. This is not a good invasion, which, you you know, you might want to say, OK, that's a great uh, thing. But, 
if you look at Russian strategy, if you look at Aleppo, the siege of Aleppo, if you look at the siege of Grozny during the second, uh, you know, uh, Chechen war, when these things stall, they move to severe uh, bombing, indiscriminate bombing, cluster bombing. Um, of They've been doing, we think, areas. the cluster bombing in the cities already. They were doing that last week, which you don't do. That's isn't that against the Geneva Convention? Yes, but the Russians do it and they yeah. get away with it. Um, so now they the news is this morning that they have circled all of these cities or a lot of the big cities in Ukraine. That is what they do right before they just start just bombing the snot out of cities, isn't it? Yeah. Historically speaking. Yes. And then and they haven't really completed encircling of many of these. It appears that way. And a lot of people have reported and showing these large clusters of Ukraine that are under Russian control. Mm -hmm. And that's not entirely the truth from what I'm seeing. Russia has pushed further pushed into Ukraine. They're on major roadways, but they're not really occupying the surrounding territory. Um, for one of the reasons right now is it's very, very, this is, you know, rainy, it's very muddy, it's very, uh, it's hard to move some of these vehicles across th- this yeah, land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it doesn't seem like they were prepared for that, the Russians. Um, so even the territory that they have, it's not exactly what I c- would call an occupation. You know, it's like they're not really occupying those areas. We're seeing the Russians move now in force, really, and, and having to have some sort of uh, offense and defense. They don't seem very impressive. Oh, no. Um, most of them appear. They don't seem like uh, professional soldiers. To me. Right. I mean, what what I mean, what happened to the mighty Soviet army? <laughs> right. I mean, it almost seems like MacArthur was right. If it's if this is what if this is the capability, we should just gone through and then gotten gotten this over with from the beginning right after mm. World War Two. Uh, Russia hasn't fought a war like this. Um, if you look at the United States, we've been fighting a war like this for over 20 years. Um, and it's very complicated. Combined arms, when you combine artillery, troops on the ground, you know, aircraft in the air, it's complicated. Uh, the United States military is the best in the world at it. Um, so I don't know if they just expected, hey, we'll just adopt these tactics and go in and it'll be done. Um, but clearly, this is the evidence that they're not very capable at this kind of warfare. So what does this mean? What do you think that you put Putin into a corner? What do you think that means? Yeah, Um not good for the people of Ukraine. Um, what you're looking at is, if you want to p- compare it to what it's going to look at, look at what they did in Aleppo. Look at what they did the in world Grozny. Won't stand for that. I, I yes, because I mean, you know they say, well, what about Syria? Syria, it is nothing about race or anything else. It is about the Middle East has always been on fire. It's it's a dumpster fire, and you never know how to help or if it will help you're always on the wrong side i mean it's that's why america didn't look at syria america barely looked at uh at the the christians in the area Mm -hmm. you know i mean we just didn't do anything to help the christians in the area so it's not because of a religion or a race it's because it's a dumpster fire yeah this has been a stable westernized country completely corrupt but a stable westernized country so yeah we are looking at it and i don't think that the the world will stand for him just shelling shit cities no we we were talking off air Stu. you mentioned that you know where's the russian air force been on on this and i think a, a big reason why he hasn't probably bombed uh the heck out of some of these cities with his massive air force is because the world will not stand for this happening to you know a, a more western uh european country uh when he just unleashes like he did in aleppo or grozny 
when cluster bombs are hitting Kiev, that's when the world is going to be like, okay, you've gone far enough. The question then is, how far does the West get involved yeah. here? <laughs> Which so just gets scary. Let me, uh, let me play cut two. This over the weekend. This is uh, uh, Blinken. What more can the United States do here if, for instance, the Polish government, a NATO member, wants to send fighter jets? Does that get a green light from the U.S., or are you afraid that that will escalate tension? No, that, that, that gets a green light. In fact, we're talking uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now about what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs if, in fact, they choose to provide these fighter jets to, to the Ukrainians. Uh, what could we do? How can we help to make sure that uh, they get something to backfill the planes that they're handing over to, to the Ukrainians? We're in very active discussions with them about that. Look, I've been in, in, in Europe for the last couple of days working closely, as always, with our allies and partners at NATO, uh, the European Union, uh, the G7 countries, and all of us together are continuing to take steps to increase the pressure uh, on Russia through uh, additional sanctions, all of which are very actively under discussion and will be implemented in the uh, in the coming days, as well as uh, taking further steps to give uh, the Ukrainians um, what they need to defend themselves against the Russian aggression. Okay, so this seems like a good thing. Explain how scary that is. Well, NATO supplied fighter jets. That, that, that's kind of another level right there. Um, coming from Poland, they are uh, old. I think it was mid, MiG-29s that they're considering. Mm-hmm. Remember in Top Gun and MiG-28s, that, yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. that was in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, so, but this is still an escalation, and it's got the earmarks of your typical Cold War you know, battle, whether it's the U.S. and Vietnam, the Chinese and the Soviets wouldn't get involved, but they would supply Russians to the Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar. North Korea, same thing. Um, this is how, and, and, and Afghanistan, point that one out too. Um, but this is a, a major regression and it's got all the, you know, the, the symptoms or, or the, uh, you know, the same things that happened during the Cold War. Now, the question now is, um, you know, like during Vietnam, we knew this was going on. United States wasn't on the verge of collapse. How you know Russia can't sustain this, right? They they cannot um, continue to let all these uh, weapons go into Ukraine, embarrassing Putin, while at the same time, uh, you know, an economic uh, you know WMD is now being unleashed on Russia. So he's going to have civil um, problems. These people are going to rise up. We're not going to see that probably because TikTok. You know, all these Russian media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, are now shut off in Russia, which is. A tragedy, really. Um, but we're not going to see how they're reacting. But they're not going to react well. So Visa and MasterCard over the weekend said they're not going to process anything in Russia, which Russia immediately turned to China. And they said, fine, we'll, we'll use their you know, Visa or MasterCard. Um, but this is targeting the civilians, which we've, we've never, uh, ever, ever, ever done before. It with sanctions. We always say we are targeting the regime. We're targeting the country. We uh, don't target the individuals. My understanding, too, is that they, the cards will work. Russian issued visas will work inside of Russia so they can still buy basic supplies with these cards. They just can't buy anything international. So it is it's remarkable uh, to me that nobody is noticing the number of companies that are involved in this. This has never been seen before. And everybody is saying this is great and screaming for, you know, the oil to be shut off from uh, from uh, Russia. But could I just 
point out we don't have the oil. If we want it to shut off, we need to say, open up our own oil and gas resources. We can't afford to shut this off. Well, it's only 10%. Okay, you want another 10% on top? This is, this is death for the United States. It, we are right now negotiating with Iran and Venezuela. Amazing. Why would we enrich those two countries? Look, I, I know the global warming bullcrap. I know all of these people are like, oh, well, the planet's going to die. Well, you know what? I know the radicals, the real radicals, believe that we should just, we, we need to shut down more than we did at COVID-19. That's death for millions of people all around the world. Literally, that will mean millions will die all around the world. We cannot shut down all of our fossil fuels at this point. Can't do it. I would understand if the president who disagrees with me came out and said, look, for the next nine months or however long this thing drags on, we are going to open our pipelines. We are going to uh, fund our, uh, you know, the exons of the world. We are going to start going back and taking the natural gas out and shipping it. We're doing it because we have to or we'll kill the nation. Now I'm going back and I'm shutting it all off again in whenever, nine months, whatever it is. People would understand that. Reasonable people. The only people that wouldn't understand it are the Marxists that want to destroy us anyway. It makes no sense. None. Why would we be enriching Venezuela and Iran instead of taking care of business ourselves? That should be the number one call. I want the oil to stop from Russia, but I want the oil to be replaced with American oil and gas, period. All right, Friday I was concerned. Saturday when I got up, because Friday I was concerned because the State Department said Americans should consider leaving Russia. Okay, all right. If I were in Russia, I'd probably go, you know what? I think it's about time to go home. Uh, however, Saturday, they said, the State Department said, all Americans should immediately leave Russia. I don't know. That was kind of concerning because you don't just higgledy-piggledy throw that one out. There's a lot of Americans working in Russia. Right. Including WNBA players. Probably. Right. And you don't, you don't just say, hey, by the way, you should leave right now and upend everybody's lives without real reason mm -hmm. that's usually the last thing that happens before a country goes to war then saturday afternoon they talked about uh reinstalling the red phone the hotline now for those who didn't grow up in the uh in the time period i did the hotline was there on the president's desk and the desk of whoever was running things in moscow so it's a direct line from Putin to Biden. So if something happens in the fog of war, before you launch, you call and say, was that a mistake or did you just escalate? Because I got my finger on the button right now. No, 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 no. 
We did not mean to do that. That shooting down of that plane was a mistake. Okay. It's the last failsafe. It is the last line of defense before a nuclear missile launch. It's a little terrifying to say, you know what? Get that old phone. Get it out. Do we still have it? I think it's in the Smithsonian. Yeah, bring it in here. <laughs> I mean, that's a little terrifying. Is it just me? So, Jason, do you see this getting worse? Better? You say that they they weren't prepared for this. They're getting they're having heavy losses. Blinken said there's very little sign of any kind of negotiations. So what so what does it get worse or better from here? I, I wish I had the answer. I don't see it's definitely going to get worse. Uh, Putin cannot afford to look weak on the national stage or in his, you know, in his own country or, or, or abroad, especially in his own country. So he's going to push to get some kind of agreement where he's going to say, look, I, I won. But then they, they also took a win there as well. I think that he'll still try and say before I commence bombardment of these cities and pull a Grozny, um, this is what we want. And I think that they've, he's already kind of hinted that he wants them to change their constitution, which would probably say we will not join the EU. We will not uh, join NATO, which they don't belong in either, by the way. Um, so Ukraine definitely could, you know, capitulate on that. The, pro- the areas where they might not capitulate on is recognizing Crimea and eastern Ukraine as uh, Russian or separate. You which- think he's going to stop with that, though? I mean, this is, it, with this attack, I, I, that's where I thought he was going initially. But you think he'd fall back to that position at this point? I think that I, I, I think that he'll have no choice eventually. He can't mm-hmm. occupy Ukraine, doesn't have the forces, and his, and his troops don't have the capability. Um, just seeing what I've seen. They probably don't also have the will. Yeah. Th- that, what am I doing? Why am I here? Many of them didn't even know what they were yeah. doing. Yeah. All right. Back in just a second. Thank you so much, uh, Jason. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. We welcome uh, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Stu, how are you? Ah, never uh, perfect. Really? Pretty much perfect. Wow, that is amazing. And you'd think you running a company with cost of inflation, right? You know, driving (laughs) to and fro work. Exactly. Yeah. And yet, yet everything's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Huh. You haven't seen any impact on your cookie company. Oh, almost uh, none. No. No. (laughs) No. No. Uh, Ingredients, sir. Uh, cheaper than ever. Yeah. yeah. So mm. I went to Costco on Friday night. That was our date night. That was our date night. Nice. Yeah. It's a yeah. fun date. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just went and I bought th- bought lots of things, you know, and um, it was fun. It actually turned out to kind of be fun. Uh, the guys who were checking out, uh, Tanya and I, and all of the people in the line behind us were having a guessing game on how much is that going to cost because we got butter and meat lots of butter and meat mm. <laughs> and uh and uh and just butter and meat no no no. we got a bunch oh. of other things okay. but that was like i mean how do you that's like gold mm-hmm. it's like gold now i mean yeah. picking up the meat i'm like honey i i mean i'm starting to like vegetarianism <laughs> it is crazy you know she we were at the cash register and it was like is that a bug we could eat let's look at that bug over there on the floor uh, it, it is just, it's insane. Yeah. What and thing, and it, the, the average person now, so I can't even say this. It's not an average person. The person 
who makes $100,000 a year, the average $100,000 a year earner is now living paycheck to paycheck. Since seeing that's double what the average person and household makes, ah, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you got some problems. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, uh, it might surprise you to know that butter goes into some of the cookies that we yeah. we make. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. doesn't yeah. surprise fact, me at all. Yeah. A yeah. lot of butter. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the prices have gone through the roof. It's crazy. Through the roof. It is crazy. And, you know, everything I've been thinking about, uh, you know, all of everybody that works here uh, and thinking, you know, everybody is under stress. So how do you give everybody a raise for inflation? Well, then you'd have to raise the price of the blaze subscription and that hurts mm-hmm. people. And then they have mm-hmm. to get around. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the inflation spiral. Yeah. Yeah. And the good news is we do have some friends around the world that will help us out. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Iran uh, is is going to help us out really because we're trying to get rid of the we're trying to ban the Russian oil. Yeah. 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 But it's got to be replaced by something somewhere, yeah. right? And we're not going to we for some reason we can't we can't drill our own. Well, oil. we can't figure that one out. Can't figure yeah, it out. Uh-huh. Not since Trump anyway. Yeah. Trump figured it out, yeah, but yeah, Biden right. can't. Yeah. And so we're turning to good, close, personal friends like Iran. Iran. So how's that negotiation going? It's going pretty well. According to one of the, the uh, lead negotiator for the Iranians, he had uh, he had good things to say about the negotiations. <laughs> really? really? Yeah, 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 he did. Do we have it? Here it is. I think we do. Yeah. Iranian colleagues are fighting for Iranian okay. nuclear Iranian uh, national nuclear interests like lions. National interests look like lions. Indeed, Indeed I'm very serious. serious. They, they fight, fight for, for every, every comma, comma, every word, every word, mm-hmm. uh, and, and as a rule, uh, as a rule, quite successful, quite successful, quite successfully. I, I must recognize that. Okay. Uh, do you think that this could be a good deal for Iran because there have been different arguments inside? I am, I am, I am absolutely sincere. I'm sincere in this regard. In this regard, Iran got much more than it could expect. Oh wow! Oh. Iran got much, much more, more than, than it they, could expect. Yeah, much more, <laughs> much more. And he goes on to wow re-emphasize that point multiple times. Wow, that they got much more than they could expect from the and United States. I believe States. it. Who doesn't believe that? Constant oh, weakness. I, I believe that. Constant, Constant weakness. weakness. That's the yeah. entire president. Constant incompetence in well, everything they do. Now hang on oh, just yeah. a second. We're also sending people down to uh, to Venezuela, and we're trying. That's to, right. Trying to get some Venezuela. Venezuelan oil up here. Mm, that'll be good. Uh, won't that be good? Mm-hmm. That'll be really, really good. And uh, another good close personal friend. Uh, yes, Venezuela. Yes. And then uh, today, Biden is thinking about sending some people to fly out to Saudi Arabia. To Gosh. I mean, look at what we're doing. It's not like we're desperate. We have it. Mm-hmm. We could supply the whole world with the oil. We have it. We have cleaner oil than the rest of the world. We just won't use it. Nope, won't use it. Uh, America, you have to you have to call your congressman and your senator. Stop this nonsense of telling them to uh, uh, shut down the Russian oil. No, 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 no. Not unless we drill our own oil and gas here. We have to provide the rest of the world. We're not going to Iran and to Venezuela and to Saudi Arabia. What is wrong with this administration? Well, we know. We know. We know. It's run mm-hmm. by Marxists who mm-hmm. don't have... Don't have America's... No, best interest, interest at heart. Yeah. No. 
By the way, did you hear about Brittany, uh, Brittany Griner? Yeah. Uh, essentially being held captive in Russia. Yeah. Now, do you believe, do you know anything about her? She apparently was... She's a big well, basketball player. Okay. She was like an MVP of the WNBA, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's like a yeah. big deal. She's big, deal. big, yeah. So she was in Russia. She was... Uh-oh. At the airport, coming out, and they... She's playing in a Russian league, by the way, wondering why she's in Russia right now. <laughs> she's a spy. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Um, she's uh, She was over in Russia. She was coming out over the weekend uh, when the State Department said every American should leave immediately. She was at the airport. She had, I think, already gone through security, and then she was stopped. You have it on, on tape. You can see it. They stop her. They go through one of her purses or luggage, and they found a, a vape, uh, what pipe. do you call it, pipe. Mm-hmm. And apparently it had hashish, hashish oil in it. Did it? Don't know. We don't know. Don't know. Um, Certainly it wouldn't matter if it did or not from the Russians. No, uh, you know, no. They, could, they could just say it does. And she could be now in a Russian prison for 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years for that. Yeah, it's scary. And I, I wish her well, and I hope this doesn't turn into a bit. I hope she's not spending 10 years in a row. I mean, unless she, you know, if she was guilty of this, I mean, I guess you just, you got to obey the law. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, but a, still, t- is that a 10 year offense? No, no, it's not a 10 year offense. No, it is not. No. Yep. But I will, but I, but I also, I just like to point out, she was one that would not uh, walk out onto the court yeah. uh, for a year. Uh, if the national anthem was being played, and mm. I'm, I'm bet, uh, I'm betting she would stand up for the national anthem at this point. You know what I mean? You looking would hope for, so. Looking for anyone with a flag on their arm or their yeah. lapel to come in and help her. It's amazing it is, how that works. Yeah, it is, isn't it though? Because you you do think when that happens, yeah. Why don't you try somebody else's uh, justice system, justice system, and see how that yeah. works? For and you. I don't wish this no, on her, and I'm not I'm either. not gleeful about it. I'm just. No. Let, let's not take uh, for granted what we do have still right. here in America. Uh, and right. there's no way. I mean, it used to be that the American passport was a golden ticket. Yeah. You, you, nobody was stopping an American citizen because we had, um, you know, we had some power clout. and some clout in mm-hmm. the world. And you didn't mess with Americans. Now it doesn't matter because we're a clown show. We're not a clown country. But we're a clown show. We are run by clowns. And everybody knows that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and look- they're taking advantage of us because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? The clowns or the other countries? No, the other countries. Well, the clowns are, too. Yeah, that's true. The clowns are trying to convince us that we all should. We all have been wearing clown shoes and have clown noses. And we're like, I mean, does anybody else feel like it is the emperor's new clothes? Where we're all sitting here going, no, that's not right. No, no. No, you shouldn't be doing that. And everybody stands mm-hmm. around going, oh, look at what they're doing. Isn't that great? Look at what we're I mean, look at this. It's amazing because, you, you, you know, you, the Ukrainians, God bless them, are sitting there saying, hey, can you guys help us out more? Can you do X, Y, and Z? Do you realize what you're asking for? We're going to make things much worse with this group of people trying to fix the situation. Oh, my gosh. All we're going to do is screw up your life more. Like, if Ronald Reagan was president, I have some uh, understanding and faith that maybe we would be able to navigate almost impossible waters with Joe Biden as president. Yeah. I mean, we might as well, we might as well completely just give up 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it, 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 he is he is the, it, the incompetence on every single aspect of foreign policy since he took office is incomprehensible. I mean, the, oh, your book, The Great Reset, goes into why a lot of this stuff is going on, that maybe it's not just incompetence. And that's the only thing that explains it. You couldn't just be this bad no, all the time. You could not. I mean, I would like you're, you're an odds guy. You do know any odds makers that you we could call and say, let's just look at the policies of this administration. Give mm. me the odds that they're this wrong, this stupid, that <laughs> every single thing turns against the United States of America. What are the odds? Yeah, I'd love billion I mean, to one. We've said many times on the air, what would you do differently? If you were trying to destroy the country, nothing, the nothing, nothing, I can't think of anything, nothing. I mean, they've done a beautiful job of yeah. it. I would get involved in Ukraine. That, that's the one thing I would do. Get involved in Ukraine. Yeah. Which they still may do. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Jeez. Please tell your congressman and senator. No, no, no. The best of the Glenn Beck program. A completely made-up story, a completely hypothetical, a cautionary tale about a man named Tom, who now his family thinks he's a complete lunatic. Tom, let's say, is a loyal listener of, of this program. He's read The Great Reset. He studied the WEF website. He even tried a built bar. That's Tom. At first, he thought, ah, this guy, he's overreacting, collapse of the West, whatever. Then he started to do his own research. Now, Tom is wide awake and he wants to make sure his family is ready because he feels responsible for their protection. Boy, can anyone relate? Well, his wife, Lacey. Might love Tom, but is not really like Tom. Might have been one day before they started pumping out kids. Now they've got three kids under five. And Lacey, Tom's wife, she's at home with the kids all day. She just wants to have an adult conversation from time to time. She also has an elderly mother. So she's got a lot of responsibility, too. She rarely has a moment to breathe. Nonetheless, study ESG scores, not high on Lacey's list. The kids were screaming over the radio when Tom years ago said, you should listen to Glenn Beck. She would just like quiet in the house from time to time. Her mother always to, forgets to put on her hearing aids and uh, then turns the TV up to, uh, was it 10 on the, she, about 6 million one day, after listening to my show recently, Tom decided it was time for the family to start preparing. But he knew he and his wife needed to make the decision together. Way to go, Tom. So, last week, Tom decided to, his, to approach his wife in the kitchen. She was making lunch. She had a three-year-old that was bumbling and babbling relentlessly under her feet, and she hadn't slept much the night before because the baby, baby kept waking up. 
They had guests arriving for a weekend stay in less than an hour. But Lacey had spent the morning helping her mother, trying to find her heart medicine, so the house was still a mess. And Tom thought, you know what? Now is the right time. I have no time to waste. Tom decided, now is the time to talk to Lacey. The collapse of the West is right around the corner, Tom bellowed to his wife, to which she replied, you have been listening too much to Glenn Beck. Everything is fine. Tom, stunned, eked out a series of breathless words punctuated by rapid and indiscernible arm movements. World Economic Forum, digital <laughs> currency, Dugan, the oil. And then he went to the Glenn Beck standby. It's a trap. Thoroughly exhausted, Tom collapsed to the floor, staring blankly into space. Lacey looked on in horror. Not now, honey. We have guests arriving. Tom collected himself and scuttled out of the kitchen, cloaked in abject failure and sweat. Okay, this is an example of what not to do. Now, how do I know? Because while I'm not Tom... I, was, I, of course, said more than just World Economic Forum, digital currency, Dugan, oil, it's a trap. I said more than that. A lot more. And I'm surprised that some of the family members who don't listen to me all the time, but know that Uncle Glenn kind of knows what's going on, and so they look to me for time to time for an update, I decided to tell them everything. Not a good decision. So let me break it down on the things that Tom and I have both learned. Some rules that maybe you should take when talking to your family about Pick the right time. Now, I'm not sure when that time is, because in a busy household, it never seems to be the right time. But pick the right time. Half asleep? No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. In-laws arriving in five minutes, five days, five years? No. Mm -mm. Not the right time. Baby's birthday party? Sure. A classic tale to laugh about years to come. But have you lost your mind? You need to pick a low stress time where you can really talk. Now, immediately, I think maybe a romantic weekend. No, no, not a good time. In couples counseling, they teach couples to employ the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T, HALT. Before you have any serious conversation, HALT. And ask yourself a few questions. Is she hungry? Don't do it. Is she angry? Mm -mm. Honey, I got nothing to say. Is she lonely? I just want some adult time. Or is she tired? Yeah. If one or more or all of them apply, wrong time. Wrong time to talk. Uh, 
Now, here's my question uh, for the council. Wait, what on earth happened to you this weekend? Uh, it was well, not. It was not good. It was not good. Uh, this is an amazing. Mo- so yeah, it was you not good. tried to explain to your family the doom we all face in some level no, of detail no, no, no. and yeah, you yeah, picked the wrong yeah. time no okay so they're my family so <laughs> i said they said what are you doing to prepare mm-hmm. and i told them what i'm doing to prepare and they all went Gah. really <laughs> And I said, yeah, but I mean, it may not happen and it may not happen right now, but I think we should all be prepared and start thinking along these lines. Well, they didn't hear the, it may not happen right now. And then they also went home and they saw, you know, the new red phone being put on the desk of the Oval Office and with Putin and uh, and, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, we're at DEFCON 2 in, in, in Europe and and the other my favorite uh, was, uh, by the way, we're the State Department. If you're an American citizen in Russia, run for your lives. Get out right now, right now. Run for your lives. That's probably that probably notched them up a little bit in the panic scenario. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that, that, yeah. there's a lot to be worried about yeah. right now. So I, so I went to them and said, look, 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 I am sorry uh, because I feel very alone in the family because I don't tell the family, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't go home and do all this. If they want to listen, they can listen. And, uh, and there's many things that I believe that I shall never say, that I, but I shall never say the things that I do not believe. Uh, and so there's lots of things that I, I don't say because I don't want you don't want to live in my head. You do not want to live in my head. It's a very dark and scary place. So uh, and it causes a problem with me. And I bet as a dad, if you feel the way I do, you might feel this way. You might feel very, very alone because you're like, you know, everyone is depending on me. I'm trying to just to. Hey, let's. Yes. Let's go out and 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 just watch the kids play soccer this week. Let's do that because it's gonna. I'm not stressed out or thinking about anything at all. I'm just thinking about let's have a good time. Okay, who wants to go to Shakey's Pizza afterwards? I know I do. All right, that's that's the way I feel. Like I'm just faking all of the. Oh yeah, no, me thinking. What are you thinking, honey? Oh, nothing. I definitely wasn't thinking about 18 minutes before, you know, missiles would hit here and how we would possibly survive and get out of ground zero. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just nothing. (laughs) So when somebody says, no, really, Uncle Glenn, tell me. Oh, I was glad to share the burden. Not a good idea. So what I said to them uh, is. You know, be prepared. Just just be prepared. Just here's what you need to do. And I didn't tell them this at the time. I told them this yesterday when there was a big conference call with the whole family. And many of them were like, uh, we can never let our 
uh, you know, our wives down to your house ever again. You're not allowed to call here. Mm -hmm. Stop. (laughs) Uh, And so I talked to everybody and I said, look, here's the thing. All of these things are true. All of these things are true. But you cannot you there's only so much you can do. And the first thing that's going to happen, and I explained this to them, uh, that Tanya and I, for the last week, we have been trying to make some really big decisions on things. You can't make them all at once. You can't, you can't have that big conversation even all at once. You have to break them down into bite sizes. And you'll think like I'm not making any progress because I haven't made any decisions. All last week, Tanya and I tried to have one conversation about one item on our list. And it is so, it's so, it's hard to think about these things. It's hard to think. There's, there's no, oh, you know what? Go to the, go to the bookstore. Um, there's got to be a self-help book on what to do, you know, if your country's about to collapse. <laughs> there's no self-help on that. There's nothing. There's no, there's nothing. There are zombie apocalypse help, self-help yeah, books. And Maybe I, you can follow you might, I mean, I might get to a point where I'm like, oh, a zombie is involved eat me now. Um, but, uh, uh, it's hard. So you just have to do the best you can. And all last week, Tanya and I, we haven't made a decision yet, but we're closer because we had five or six nights, uh, of just having honestly five minute conversations before all of it, but before both of us were like, I, I'm exhausted. I can't even think about it. I'm just, I just shut down. It's really hard because it evolves everything, everything. So what you need to do is just the next right thing. And the next right thing would be on the political side. Call your state house, your Senate, your House of Representatives, call your governor's office and say no ESG, pass a bill, no ESG. You don't even have to do that if you're just if you're just concerned about you. Go to the store and every time you buy food, you know this. This is not doomsday. This is just inflation. Every time you buy something, buy two if you can. And then store the second one. And then when you run out of the first one, don't use the second one. Go to the store and buy two again and store the second one there. And just keep doing that until you have, I mean, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Was it Colgate? I think. I don't know. One of the toothpaste. They're saying that it's going to be $10 a tube this summer. $10 a tube for toothpaste. Okay. All right. Wow. Maybe we should buy some toothpaste as well. Just do the next right thing and start knocking them off. You cannot approach this the way I mean, I've spent 25 years doing this. I've spent the last 20, almost 18 years. Just no. Well, actually, since September 11th, really about 20 years, just focused on what I think we're entering into now. To bring people up to speed is tough, and you don't want to scare them. So don't invite me to any parties, because I'll make everyone cry. Okay, there it is. Na, 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 na.